Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Think and Grow Show, where we bring on other entrepreneurs um, that have big vision, big heart, are doing cool things in the community. And today I am bringing a gentleman by the name of Mike Newcomb with Building Bridges. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, thank you. It's great. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, awesome. So, Mike, tell can you tell us a little bit about the mission and vision of the Building Bridges Recovery Center? Yeah, sure. Um, the uh, really our goal, uh, obviously, you know, it, it's a homeless ministry, uh, and most homeless ministries, uh, you know, focus on feeding a meal or taking coats or blankets or that type of thing, and uh, we do that. But our main goal at Building Bridges is revitalization, uh, where we want to see people that are on the street, uh, those that have a desire to, uh, they where they're able to get back into society, have a functioning job, have a vehicle, have a place to live, uh, where they actually are, are recovered. Uh, I really treat it almost like an addict recovering. Same type thing. We want to see them, uh, you know, totally restored and uh, rehabilitated. Uh, to be an active member of society. That's incredible. Now, how, so how did Building Bridges Recovery Center come to be and what inspired its creation? Well, uh, Kenny uh, Thomason, who was our founder, um, he goes to my church and uh, he came to me uh, a couple years ago and just kind of shared with me his story. Uh, he had spent about six years, uh, uh, it had been some time passed, but he had spent about six years uh, homeless himself, uh, lived on the street, and uh, his life had been restored about 15 years uh, when he brought wow. me this story. But um, he had a desire to do something uh, on, on the homeless ministry side of things, you know, with our church. And, um, you know, of course, I was I was game because that's something that you don't have people. I can assure you there's nobody standing in line at any church to start that ministry. Uh, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty grunt work uh, type of ministry. And uh, and he's really done a great job of it. That's incredible. What so what are just out of curiosity? So the, the homeless ministry, what are some of the key programs and services that you guys offer over there? Well, uh, I'd say, let me, let me, uh, just tell you what we do bi weekly and then I can expand a little bit from that. So, okay. uh, we offer, uh, discipleship, uh, classes, uh, to those people. Uh, you know, when you, uh, minister on the street, if you've ever done that, some of you listening today may have been to street ministries. It's not unusual when you give an altar call on the street to have tons of hands go up people want to receive salvation i'll equate it to prison ministry just a little bit it's uh you know often people's hands go up they want to receive the lord uh but there's no discipleship that takes place so our goal is to have that starting point to where we minister to these people in a way to say okay we're excited that that you've made jesus the lord of your life and we're excited that you're ready to turn over that new leaf but now let us try to help walk you through uh, what a new life really looks like. Let us help walk you through what it takes uh, to get back on your feet again. Uh, so day in and day out, that is our main source of, of operation is to just disciple these people. Uh, we, uh, the homeless uh, uh, people that we minister to, uh, they many of them become members of our church here at Life Fellowship, and uh, which has really been something new for this church. Uh, uh, 
uh, we're part of the Church of God denomination, and uh, for this church, uh, I, I've met not many homeless people that ever come here before. So wow. uh, it's really been neat to uh, see the transformation in the homeless people, but also it's been good for our people, too, mm -hmm. to kind of get out of any type of religious mindset and realize that when you begin to minister to this group and you begin to disciple them, that's really when we begin to fulfill the Great Commission and uh, do what Jesus told us to do. Amazing. Are you, are you saying Jesus didn't hang out with the uh, good-looking, well-dressed yeah, yeah. <laughs> folks all the time. Oh, sure, 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 sure. He did, but you know, I think, I, I think, uh, and listen, let me just say, my church. This, these are great people, uh, mm. but I think, uh, you know, all churches, particularly churches that have been around a long time, uh, yeah. you can just get caught up in that mundane day to day. I go Absolutely. to church. Uh, type of ministry it has nothing to do with them being bad people or anything. It, oh, for it sure. can happen to all of us, you know, on, in our marriage, on our church, you know, whatever it is. But I, I think this has just kind of brought a fresh look uh, mm. to, the, to our church of what ministry really yeah. is. So I'm curious. I want to hang out there for a second, Mike. Whenever that started to happen, was your church aware of um, this nonprofit you were involved in and were they anticipating some of these folks coming in or did you have to kind of jump in? Yeah, after the yeah, they were, you know, I, I began to share with them that, listen, guys, this is what we're doing. Uh, you know, we're going to, uh, uh, you know, we we're really blessed that Kenny, uh, was someone, you know, like he lived on the street. Obviously he'll do a much better job at this than you or I, either one would do Brandon. Oh, He's familiar with the, 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 the painstaking process of surviving mm. in that environment. So, wow. you know, and he has a passion for it too, you know, where you and I would not have. I mean, you know, it's just when you've been there, you just have a greater passion for something. And, uh, and it's been, look, it's, there's some learning curves along the way, but, uh, but it's, it's been really, really fruitful. And, uh, you know, I can still remember the service that I was able to baptize my first member that was a homeless person and uh just uh -huh. what joy that it brought me to be able to tell them uh hey listen uh, you may not feel like you have a family but but look out at the crowd this this is your family you have a church family and that's doing god's work right there i love it that's incredible yeah it's that's been incredible great. so c could you could you share mike maybe like a specific besides kenny maybe like another specific success story i know we talked about kenny but the individual that you baptized um, or yeah. maybe another impactful moment that's occurred at the center. Yeah, uh, I, I guess one of the things that kind of sticks out in my mind is uh, we had a gentleman named Ed, uh, just a great guy. He lived on the street. I, I, I don't know how many years, I've been on the street quite a while. And uh, 10 years, actually. I think he'd been on the street 10 years, homeless. And, uh, you know, he didn't have a job, didn't have transportation. And over the course of about uh, a year's time, uh, we were able to uh, get him set up with a uh, a job. And he is actually right now working at, he works at DFW Airport. He got a job and has wow. been working at DFW for about eight months. And uh, he was able to get a vehicle and uh, we were able to purchase an RV and have it set up at a local RV park. And he has a home. 
You know, it's yeah. uh, it, it's a lot of people live in RV parks nowadays, particularly in Dallas, Fort Worth. You drive around a lot of these RVs, you see it's people actually, you know, living there. That's they're not just vacationing or camping, and uh, yeah. so you know that sticks out to me uh, quite a bit for him. And he attends our church regularly. I, I saw him Sunday, and uh, he's been somebody that has been um, just consistent and faithful, and uh, and that's really important, uh, you know, for any ministry because listen, it's ministry. So you've just got to go into it expecting that uh, even though you pour yourself out to so many, there's a large percentage that won't reciprocate that. But so far, you know, they'll they'll fall off the wagon somewhere along the way. So when you see somebody like Eddie that really gets it and and listen, it hasn't been easy for him. But even through his ups and downs, he's consistent. He's still in church. Uh, You know, nobody's picking him up in a bus and bringing him to church. He's driving himself. And man, that just, to me, that's the payoff in this. So what do you, I'm trying to imagine, like put myself in the shoes of a dad or some of these other homeless folks that you're helping. What do they think when they're approached and you guys are offering them help and trying to get them better? Well, you know, uh, as you can imagine, uh, there are people that desire to stay on the street. It's Mm. it's just a, it's a sad, it's a fact. It's a sad fact, but nevertheless, it is a fact. And, uh, you know, we've learned not to push people. Uh, you can't make anybody do anything. Uh, we'll love them where they are. We'll serve them a meal when we serve meals. You know, we do uh, different outreaches where we do meals, you know, uh, on the street or take blankets for them to stay warm at night. And, and we'll love them right where they are. Um, and really, uh, maybe not by name, but we have a uh, what I would like to call a mentorship program. And that are the the people that that were willing to come with us to church and and be involved in discipleship. It's a commitment on their behalf. That's kind of a first step uh, that we want to spend more time with you. We we see that God uh, has purpose in you. We see that you have value, you have potential, and if you'll allow us to, we want to help develop that. And uh, so that's kind of that first step that we'll start bringing them to church and. Uh, Hey, and just like I'll use it, just like any job environment, I used to own my own business. Uh, sometimes you just you just have to keep your eyes open. You notice sometimes people that have that desire and potential to go further, and um, and and we really do try to keep an eye out for that. And if we see somebody that really has a desire to do better and make something, we want to capitalize on that. We want to be there, give them the resources that they need to be able to do that. Love that. So you mentioned addiction earlier. I'm curious, um, for some of the specific addictions that people might come with, how do you how do you tailor to their needs as they come in? Um, well, the uh, I will say uh, the a lot of the people that we pick up, uh, some of them uh, here in Dallas Fort Worth. I'm sure it's different in every city, but some of them actually sleep. Um, at the at the center, uh, you know, uh, downtown they have a Salvation Army. I think has the has the center there, and, and so forth. And so, some of that vetting does go on, you know, in that environment, and as best it can. So that's kind of a first step. If we pick them up from the center, uh, they're supposed to be clean as far as that goes, which helps us out. Now, listen. Surely, you, you, everybody must recognize that there's not a perfect system in a perfect world, and we're definitely in that environment. It's not perfect at all. So there are yep. challenges to that. And listen, you know, you have to set some boundaries. Uh, if we have people that uh, 
don't want to adhere to the guidelines that we set without going into detail about what all of those are. Um, you know, there may be a, there, there have been times when you say, listen, uh, we, we'll still help you. We, we love you, but we're not able to bring you and be part of the mentorship program because there's a commitment. Um, you know, if you, if you sign up to go to college somewhere, there's a certain amount of commitment on your part or the schools will say, Hey, we're not going to be able to let you continue. And, uh, that doesn't happen very often, but you do have instances where you just have to love them as best you can, uh, for the point that they're at. Uh, but you can't allow them to take control of the situation and because it becomes a detriment to those that are in the mentorship program and really want to go forward. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Mike. So how does how does the, the center engage with the local community and collaborate with other organizations? Uh, they do well. You know, there are there are many people that recognize that uh, there is there is some structure down there to for the homeless. You know, to to uh, help them a little bit. So there are other uh, there are other organizations that utilize that. Matter of fact, we have one. Uh, the art of living is downtown and they allow us to use their, they have a big kitchen there. They allow us to use their facility, uh, to go in and cook meals and stuff. So when we feed on the street, we don't have to go down there and, and cook on the street. We have a nice commercial kitchen that's right down there where everybody's staying that we're able to use. So I, I will say that in some respects, people do try to partner together. You know, we have other churches. There are other churches that partner with building bridges. It's not just Life Fellowship, and uh, you know there are other churches in the in the community that partner with us uh, to help reach those uh, homeless as well. How can how can other people, someone listening here, let's say like wants to get involved or wants to help? Um, how can they help support the work of Building Bridges Recovery Center? Well, I, I will. I'll tell you. Just uh, one of the biggest, the, the most difficult things in today's world is to just get monthly donors. Uh, you know, right now uh, we're believing for 2024. Uh, we're believing that the Lord will supply us uh, 50 people that are support for hundred dollars a month. Uh, you know, uh, we are totally donation based. Um, yeah. Founder Kenny Thompson, you know, he still works uh, 50% of his time. He, he has to make a living for his family. You know, uh, I would love for him to be able to be in full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, all the money that we raise goes directly into the ministry, ministry to the homeless. And uh, so we're really believing that uh, God will open that door uh, for donors to just say, hey, look, I, I can't give a hundred, but I can give fifty dollars. I can give fifty dollars a month, and that's just a touch over ten dollars a week. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, that, that's not a lot when you really, and that's a tax deductible donation. But we're just really believing that this year we've been in operation about two years, and okay. we're believing that this year God's going to really give us uh, that financial it's miracle easy. to allow us to push further. Uh, you know, on what we can do and. You know, our end game, we want to have a full-time discipleship home where mm -hmm. uh, there's not a really good system in place when they, uh, there are some, there are some social structures set up uh, within the local governments to where somebody can get off the street and they, they can eventually get an apartment. Uh, a lot of times they, they can get an apartment before they even have a job. Wow. That doesn't work real well. 
Yeah. As you, yeah. As, as you can imagine. Chicken uh, or the egg. Not, not, <laughs> not, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's really crazy. Uh, the system is broken. I, I want to, you know, the system is broken. And our desire would be to uh, have a discipleship home where those people in that mentorship program, um, we can house them, you know, uh, for, you know, six months, a year, whatever, and get them completely on their feet. And I think it would enable us to, um, you know, set them out in society on much more stable ground uh, if we were able to have them and really mold them for a little while. And, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can do with what we've got now. I'm believing that somebody's going to give us a building somewhere downtown. There's tons of buildings that aren't even being used. Uh, somebody may be listening today. And they may get, you know, God, God may move on their heart. And, uh, but I'm believing that that will come to pass in the future. I love it. So let's say someone here is moved by this message and wants to be a part of that vision and the plan. How can they be a part of that to get a hold of you guys? Yes, uh, they can. They can call the church here, Life Fellowship uh, Hearst. Uh, you can go on the internet, lifefellowshiphearst.org. We have a link to Building Bridges uh, on the uh, on our website. Uh, you can go on Building Bridges website. You can go on, on Facebook, Building Bridges, uh, and uh, you know you can look up uh, various ways there to make contact or donations to that. Uh, but uh, volunteers are also, uh, you know, I, I mentioned donations, but volunteers are needed as well. You know, you, you keep, you, you use your same manpower over and over. So it's nice to give people a break. And, uh, you know, even if somebody can't do but one uh, outreach a year, that, that takes the load off of somebody else. I love it. And for those listening, the website is eblrc.com. And that stands for Building Bridges yes, Life restoration center so bb yes sir that L-R-C, is rc and that's where people can go and it's a beautiful site like they read can. more about the the ministry about the mission um they can. really getting getting an understanding of the problem that they're solving and why it's important and how you can be a part of the solution exactly exactly and we really are trying you know uh we're not trying to put a band-aid on something uh, that's been done for years and years we really do want to revitalize these people and 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 just restore them uh you know to where they can just be an active member of society and uh and, mm. and then be a blessing to someone else so good i can't imagine that feeling of going from you know feel like they they have a part in society then maybe the thought is i do not i no longer have a part i'm homeless and then getting that transformation of that opportunity again to yeah. be back a part of society and, and have so much hope back to them and getting yeah. plugged into the church. I mean, that's a, that's a full transformation. That's incredible. Exactly. exactly. So tell me, tell me, Mike, what are, what are the, you told me a little bit about like the, the vision for fundraising. What are, do you have any other future plans or goals for the center? Uh, well, you know, this, we have actually just the first of this year, just had the dream of having that center. So, so we are truly mm. in the infancy stages uh, of that. But I will tell you that what what our desire for that's gonna what that's gonna look like. You know, it's not just a building. We'll need full time help. You know, somebody will have to man that building. You'll have to have a a women's side and a men's side. You know, they'll have to be meals cooked. So, you know, we're talking about it. I mean, it'll be a big operation. You yeah, know, if you house ten. If you house 10 people, if you, you can imagine.
uh, and week after week. It's quite an operation to pull that off. So that is the goal is to have a full-time staff uh, manning, uh, you know, that uh, restoration center and discipleship home and uh, and probably keep um, each attendant in there about six months and let them just get fully grounded before they set off um, because the system really the way it's set up now it's it's not the best uh, sometimes you just have to roll with what you got and, and do the best with what's with what you've got so I understand why well, I, I can use what you guys are doing you guys have have a big hearts and a big mission and solving a, a real problem so all of you guys listening if you're interested in, in learning more about this mission and this ministry, make sure to check out that website, the bblrc.org. Yeah. Um, and what, what would you say, Mike, if someone happens to know someone that might need help, know someone that is homeless, what would be the best yes. path for them? You know, contact us. Uh, they can go on that website. Uh, phone number's on there as well. You know, they can go on that website, contact us, and, uh, you know, we will uh, we will do anything we can to assist in that. And, uh you know, um, it, it's great to see people's lives transformed, uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it happens every day. You'll have somebody that gets a job or or gets their first vehicle, and there's really nothing like it. It's uh, it's almost like Christmas time over and over. You know, in my that's what I feel like anyway. That's incredible. Is there anything else, Mike, that you didn't get a chance to share that you would like to share? No, no, I just uh, just want to thank uh, any of your listeners. Thank you for, for listening today. Uh, obviously, a ministry like this would not be possible without people giving. Yeah. It, it would not be. And and we we really don't have but a, a few donors right now. When I say a few, probably five or less. Uh, so, uh, you know, we have... Uh, by the grace of God, been able to fund this thing, you know, so far. And uh, it's, uh, but I know that God has plans for us to take this to a different level. I love it. And, and for listeners too, I just want to add, you know, when you think about, um, you know, how, how blessed that you are, the things that you have, you know, part of living um, a blessed life and growing is, is giving and being generous. Yes. And yes. The, not just the spiritual blessings that come to you, but just, being a person that lives in gratitude and generous um, is is incredible. Like what it does, you know, this is the Think and Grow show, so it's all about growth, but how it grows sure. your influence in your life and um, everything around you. So if, if you're not used to giving or that's a foreign concept or being generous, um, again, like Mike said, it doesn't have to be a, a wildly outrageous thing that you can't afford, but sometimes no. just taking that first step um, and yeah. helping out can not only make a big impact in someone else's life, but also can make an impact in your own life and your identity becomes someone that is generous and someone that does give Amen. at whatever amount that might be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just be obedient to the Lord. You know, uh, if you've never given, take a step and, and it opens the door really for God to bless your life. I, you know, I, I preach this every week, but it really does open the door for God to bless your life. And uh, you don't do it for that reason, it's, but it's just a bonus, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a blessing to the kingdom, but it's a bonus that, uh, you know, David said uh, this this one thing I know. He said, the righteous will never be forsaken, and their mm. children will never have to beg for bread. And I think that's inter interesting. He said, this one thing I know. And when you become a cheerful giver to the mm. kingdom, 
uh, it opens the door for God to bless you in ways that you can't be blessed any other way. Richard, I love it. And, sure. and Pastor Mike, I think you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here. I think that's one of the the one of the only scriptures where there's a challenge where he says, "Test me in this." About yes, uh, Malachi chapter three. There you Test go. me <laughs> now with this. Test me. Yes, not the same passage, but it is. Yeah. But but that listen, that's the only thing in the Bible that God actually says put him to the test on is giving. Yeah, there's there's nothing else in the Bible. He says, test me. But he said, on, my, on the matter of your money, test me and see what I will do. Yeah. And uh, and I want to tell you, it's uh, it, once you start, it's really an incredible journey. Amen. I love it. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being being here on behalf of your church. Oh, and, thank uh, you for having us, Brad. The organization. You are most welcome. And guys listening, I'm going to put just in show notes, too. I'll have the link to his website. And if you guys want to take a step out in faith and, and do something bold and um, help help this awesome cause out, uh, do it. Amen. Just do it. Thank like, you, guys. Take, take that step. Yeah, so so Mike, thanks for joining all of our listeners. We will catch you next time. This has been Thank you. Uh, Think and Grow Show.